the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So what is your weakness? Or are you weak? Which one is it? Think about it. Yes, it's that caregiving show again. Wait, what is it? The caregiving show? No, it's not called the caregiving show. But if that's what you like to call it, no problem. Just as long as when you tell your friends about it, it's called Caring the Burden. That's C-A-R-I-N-G. That would be me, Brain. Yeah, hosting this show that I created for caregivers a long time ago. But see, the thing is, people put caregivers in a box. We're not in a box. Do you realize how many roles we had? I told a lady, I said, let me help you out for a moment. If you let people put you in one box, then they don't realize all the other boxes on the page that you have to check within the course of a day. She said, I didn't realize it. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you said it. I said, uh, yeah, listen to my show. You'll hear about those check boxes often because caregivers oftentimes fall into five categories And at any moment, we might have to be like what I call the caregiver octopus. Right. What is that? Think about it. I love the ocean. I'm out here in sunny California. We're blessed to have the Pacific within like less than, well, 10 minutes from my house. But nonetheless, in the meantime, when you look at it, what, the ocean, you don't realize what's really out there until you go out there. And unless you're a scuba diver or trained, I don't know, in deep sea diving, you don't really know what's out there and under there. Under where? The ocean. It's very deep. But from the surface, it just looks so beautiful. That's how it is for us as caregivers. Sometimes people look at us and say, oh, that's so sweet. You're taking care of your husband. Oh, I hope that when I uh, just get as old as you two, My husband will take care of me like that. Or sometimes it's, oh, that's so sweet of you. You're taking care of your mother. Oh, God's going to bless you. Sometimes it's, oh, I know it must be a burden taking care of your child. Yeah, children born with special needs have a lot of needs that most mommies don't. Do you think we really want to hear all of that? (laughs) Well, no, we don't. But thank you. We still have the nature of gratitude. Why? Because first of all, most people don't care. Secondly, thank you for appreciating us and letting us know that you cared for the moment. Now, like I told someone else, you giving me a compliment is nice. However, you offering help is even nicer. (laughs) So keep the compliments for later. Offer help now. Caregivers, are you listening? Accept the help You're not helping me when you don't accept the help. So when someone asks you, 
at the grocery store. Be careful now. Be careful because, you know, there are scammers. There are people that are thieves. There's no nice way to put it. I never thought I'd be a part of that lifestyle where people just rob you. I mean, they just pull out guns out of nowhere and just come right up to you in the grocery store and say, put your wallet in my bag. Wow. Really? Yeah. In California? Well, hey, it's happening in America. So be careful. So when I give you these tips, yeah, eat the fish, spit out the bones for your world where you live, okay? Because remember, we're global. Any podcasting station can get this show. So what's happening in America might not be relative to your culture and your country. Use wisdom. Ask God. That's what he said. If you lack it, ask God for help, and he'll give it to you generously. Now back to all of this. Weak versus weakness and being in the grocery store. What? Okay. Let's let's take a deep breath, caregivers. Because the pressure is there. The boxes are there. And at any given moment, caregivers are checking off 12 to 18 boxes within five minutes. Most of you are still reading the first line, heading to line two, while caregivers have actually checked 19 boxes on our way to 20 boxes. What does that mean? Because not only do we have to multitask, we have to multi-manage. See, tasking is different than managing. Yeah, think about that for a moment. If you have a boss and your boss says, do this, you're doing that. But your boss also has to go and tell the other person what they need to do, the other person what they need to do, the other person what they need to do too. Yes, some people need that type of management. Now, some of you out there are like, oh, no, no, I don't need to be managed. Okay, good for you. But there are people out there that do need managers. That's why they still exist. In the meantime, for the people that don't need them, work with us here. Take a deep breath and just get the lesson today. There's a lesson for all of us who what? Care. Because remember, if you care and you share the care, then you're a caregiver. That doesn't mean you take care of someone that's sickly, elderly, Well, hold on. Let's not what? Judge care. Because the way you care and the way I care, it can be different. But let's let the Lord be the righteous judge of how we care. In the meantime, so you have all these things to do, manage, take care of, including a person. And then like I told that lady, now look at the boxes at any given moment. It's not just the things you have to do physically, but it's the mental and she thought about it, yeah. And I gave her some examples. I said, um, do you pay the bills for the person that you love and care for? She said, yeah. Because remember, sometimes we're in America. It was men take care of bills <laughs> and um, go to work. And the women took care of the children and the cooking. Yeah, yeah. Well, the roles have changed. Things are different now. And they say that most women book vacations. The men just pay for them. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah. So what does that mean? Women do a lot of administration that they don't take credit for. Right. Administering is a lot of work. Administration. That's why usually, mm, can we just be uh, stereotypical in America? Receptionists are 90% women. Whoa, did you go there, Lorraine? I did. Do you want to go with me? Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. It's right there on the website. If you forget the email address, look at the podcast. You can find it in there. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. So, yeah, 9 out of 10 women are receptionists still in America. Yes, that's what I said. We're working on it. Bear with us. In the meantime, women are administrators. 
Not only do the women do the administration, now let's go over into these categories, boxes, mm -hmm, that we can check off. This isn't leaving out the guys, but let's go over to the next stereotype. Uh, Most nurses are women. Uh, Yeah, look around. Okay, guys, if you're a nurse, don't be offended, but you know it's the truth. Uh, We have statistics in America to prove that. Uh, Look globally as well. Anyway. When we depend on nurses, we're usually looking for the nurse to be a woman. If it's a man, be honest, especially here in America. We want to know their credentials. What are you? What are your letters? Where did you go to school? Why did you want to become a nurse? Isn't that what we do? We interrogate? We do. Don't act like you don't because you do. Anyway, so women oftentimes have to cook, clean, administer, balance, balance, yes, meaning make decisions that make sense for the day, the moment, the crisis, right. And we have to create the peace. We're peacemakers. Women are. Yes, we are. Now, if we look at it from the political side, uh, well, didn't we just get a woman that's a peacemaker recently? Okay. Anyway, nonetheless, most peacemakers are men. But in the home, usually dad isn't bringing the peace to the chaos in the house. We'll put it that way. Dads, do you want that challenge? You have the email address, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. So in the meantime, women who are the majority of caregivers in America, we have a lot of boxes on the page to check. Check that, check that, and check that. So did we talk about the money management? See, remember I told you it's proven women are usually the ones that look up and book the vacations. Now, I didn't say the woman was paying for it. Remember, I said usually the guys will pay for it, but the woman, she does the research. She does all the work, the administration, right. Do you see where I'm heading with these boxes now, all of us? We're going to take that deep breath and just take a moment to reflect on the hard work of caregiving. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Take that deep breath because if you're going to be a caregiver and you're going to do it by yourself, You should know what your boxes are because at any given point, you have to go into that box. Remember I told you stereotyping, yeah, putting people in a box, not for caregivers, it's not going to work. So if you're letting someone put you in a box, caregiver, take the moment of shame right now. Take that breath that you just took to relax. Take another one to say, okay, I'm going to release the shame of disgrace that I've been putting myself in this box. That's what I told the lady. I said, please don't do that anymore to yourself. It's almost like damaging your own car (laughs) from the outside, taking a hammer and just smashing the windows. Why do that? Think about it for a moment. You have options to know who you are, what you do, and then value your own work. Now, I said that key phrase, work. When you work, eventually, as hard as caregivers do, uh huh, you're going to get tired. And if you are a caregiver and you act like you don't get tired, shame on you. Because the truth of the matter is, if you're really caring, caring is exhausting. Yes, it is. That's why the Lord said, cast all your cares to him. In First Peter 5 and 7, yeah. Anxiety, I tell my goddaughter all the time, you shouldn't, uh, like, possess anxiety. My anxiety, yeah, no no offense to all of you that still possess it. Um, that's your choice. We have that prerogative. I'm a Christian. I've been told what to do. I thought about the man 
that just listened to another man tell him what to do. So I looked at that story in the Bible. It's in the book of John. And if you're like me, I love the Gospels. I love the stories when Jesus was actually on the earth. But I thought about it and I said, wow, this man, you know, they call him the guy that sat at the pool for like 38 years. I'm sure you've heard of that if you've been in church at some point in your life. And if you haven't, you can read it for yourself. I'm going to tell you where to find it. It's a big deal to me because I had a great revelation out of that concept. I've heard that story for years. It's in John 5, right? So you get this guy, he's sitting over there, all of a sudden, mind you, there's tons of people around him. Caregivers, we're always inundated with things around us, aren't we? It might not be a bunch of people like it was for the blind and the lame and the paralyzed on the porches in John 5, but we have other things in our lives. Everybody does, not just caregivers. Remember, you're not just a person that has to take care of someone if you're a caregiver. And I said it that way because sometimes people instantly typecast the caregiver as one who's taking care of one who's weak. Well, a lot of times, yeah, the person for whom we provide care is weak in some capacity. But what about the caregiver? Did you ever think that the caregiver could be weak? Yeah, we're coming to that. So here's this guy lying there uh, among the others. Like I said, the blind, the lame. Oh, the paralyzed? Yeah, my mom is paralyzed these days, and she has been for Ooh, going on 23 years. And guess what? This guy had been lying around there, you know, sick, it says, for 38 years. That's in John 5 now. You read it for yourself because I'm making a point. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes this guy. Now, we know the guy is Jesus, but the guy knew him as sir, you know, some man just coming by and having a conversation. Jesus initiated the conversation with this man. The man didn't know who Jesus was as the son of man, how Jesus identified himself, you know? So he just saw this guy who says to him, would you like to get well? So the guy says, I can't, sir. Remember what I said about my anxiety? Sometimes we put inhibitors on ourselves based on experience. We lose hope and we give up. And hope, It won't make you ashamed. It'll give you a chance to get better hope. But if you don't have any hope, what do you have? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's what the Bible says. So meaning you put it off, you put it off and give up. (coughs) Eventually, you're going to get sick mentally, emotionally. Yes, yes, even physically. So think about this guy now talking to Jesus. I can't. I just can't, sir. That's what it says in my Bible. So, you know, he goes on with his rationale. I don't have anybody to help me get in the pool when the water's, you know, like bubbling up and everything. When the fresh springs come up, you know, I'm using my sanctified imagination here. You read your Bible. In the meantime, he explains someone else always beats me to it. Somebody always gets there first. Somebody always is ahead of me. And here comes what I call. The whining, the whining? Yeah, now now we're not talking about liquor here. Get your mind out of that store and bring it back over here to carrying the burden. Because we're talking about the burdens of the people that provide care. But 
Lorraine, you're talking about a man who needs care. Exactly. Work with me. So, caregivers, where do you find yourself? Are you the one whining or are you the one offering options? Woohoo, we're coming to that. So, in the meantime, Jesus says, look, just stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Sounds pretty easy to me. Step one, step two, step three. Yeah, I like it. So, the best part about this story, for those that like the Bible, interested in the Bible, trying to learn the Bible, my favorite part is instantly. Now, there's tons of words and all kinds of translations for the Bible. At verse 9, that says instantly, like immediately some Bibles say, the man was healed. Let's, let's stop right there. Because really, for me, the rest of the story, that's for your reading. But for my point, caregivers, isn't it awful when the person for whom you provide care rejects what you offer? It is. It's disappointing. It hurts. It's offensive. It's draining. And so what do you have to say to yourself, caregivers? Not Jesus. (laughs) Yes, you do. Admit it. You're not Superman, Wonder Woman, all of my favorite Marvel DC characters. I'm none of those. But I am Lorraine, and I know who I am. I'm the giver of care. But when my cares become too much to bear, then I have to give those cares away. And I have a Bible that tells me to give them to the Lord. One, he cares. That's the first thing. Secondly, I'm not supposed to be doing all of this, but I do. I'm talking about me, Lorraine. If you have more than 162 duties in the course of a day as a caregiver, email me. I have one lady. She's ready for the competition. We talked about it in person. Email me, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Give me some samples, at least 10, because what caregivers don't realize is that within the one thing that you think you're doing, there are actual subsets. Math is amazing. Within that one thing, you probably are doing five more things that you haven't acknowledged. And those are check boxes. So it's kind of like when you take a survey and they do it in categories. Yeah. Remember I told you women usually are caregivers and women are also usually the administrator, um, the financier. In a lot of cases, when they're providing care for someone else, they have to make the financial decisions for the person a lot of times. Even if they're managing someone else's money, they have to make the decision for them. Are you following? Is that you today? Sometimes it's the wife. Sometimes it's the son. Sometimes it's the sister. But then there's all the paperwork that goes in the process of being able to take care of that money. And I didn't know that I had to. And I had to fill out these forms to get power of attorney. And then they told me that wasn't good enough. So I had to get an affidavit to get that power of attorney approved and make sure that it's legitimate. And then they told me I had to wait. That's a lot. Most people don't have that type of patience. Most people don't have that type of strength. Can you be honest with yourself? Think about it. You judge you. Don't wait for somebody else to judge you. Be honest. And the sooner that you're honest with you about you, the sooner you can be free. Depression comes oftentimes because we won't discuss it with ourselves. I didn't say therapy yet. Sometimes you just have to sit and look in the mirror, look at yourself and be honest and say, I can't do all of this. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go back to the Bible. That's what I had to do. I'm going on 23 years of this. 
and I had to go to the Bible every day. It wasn't in my plan to be my mother's caregiver 23 years, but I'm glad that I have been. I'm not upset about it. And she's pushing 81. Hey, but at the same time, I've also gotten older too. And those check boxes, they've gotten greater because her needs become greater every day. Did you hear what I said? My mom's gotten older than when she was 23 years ago when she was a little more able. And now she's even more disabled than the disability she already was impaired with. Yes, it's much. But with much comes much. The Bible says that too much is given, much is required. That would be me. Much is required of me. So I get tired. Uh, Sick and tired. I've been through that. I know what that's about. If you know what that's about, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Because caregivers sick and tired is different than, let's say, people that are not caregivers sick and tired. Because, again, those are separate checkboxes. Because we have a whole set of boxes that belong to someone else that we have to check. Woo! Did you catch that? Let's try it again. Not only do I have my life, my check boxes, I have to be kind. I have to be forgiving. I have to be thoughtful. I have to be considerate. I'm talking about me. We haven't even gotten over here to my mom. We're talking about me and my life. Oh, and then for her, <laughs> not only to her do I have to be these things for me, work with me, listen. You got your listening ears on. Remember that, listening ears? Okay, I said I have my own check boxes that I have to be and do for me as a good little Christian. And then... As a good little Christian, I also have to do it for my mom, meaning I have to actually apologize for her because she has right brain damage, so she's very offensive. (laughs) Beware, I warned you, if you meet my mom and she tells you you need to go change your hair color, well, don't be offended, okay? She has right brain damage. That part of her brain literally is permanently damaged. She can't help it. It's lack of inhibition. She doesn't have discretion anymore. Ooh, Have I had to apologize many days? Yes, especially in the 21st century when we're in what I call the sensitive zone. Whoa, watch out. So that wears me out, having to apologize for my mom, having to take care of my mom physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. And then, oh, did I talk about the housekeeping Uh, for the house and for her? Whoa, yeah, it's a lot. And I just get tired. And I had to learn the difference between being tired and being weak. Being weak just really is what it sounds like, not strong. And when I lose my strength, because I do, and I lose it often, strength is one thing. Weakness, remember I told you weak versus weakness? When you're weak, you're just not strong. And you're more likely to break. You're more likely to collapse. You're more likely to just what? not have any more power, right, and the ability to get power. Some people get power from drugs. I don't. That's just my choice. It's my preference. Okay, Lorraine, I get it. I get it. But you were saying something about weakness. Yeah, well, weakness is different from weak, not only because it's grammatical, but just look at it in the dictionary. When you look at yourself, Your weaknesses are more about your inadequacies and your defective qualities in your own character. Whoa, that's heavy. Compare your weaknesses to where you're weak. 
You do that. You check those boxes off. Make your list today. I'm weak in this area. My weaknesses, however, are these things. Once you do that, you'll be able to get some strength after you do the exchange. We're going to be talking about the exchange all of this month. And what's the exchange? Giving it over to the Lord. Most of us like bearing our burdens. Most of us like not consulting. Most of us like not sharing. Did you catch all of that, caregivers? We're naturally selfish. So sure, we want to keep and hoard our weaknesses. Sure, we want to stay weak and not be strong. No, no, no. Hear me out. If you automatically jump to I'm strong in your mind when you heard what I just said, you're in denial. We're all weak. You have to acknowledge your own weak spots and then your own weaknesses. They're different. Not being able to bear someone else's burden, because the Bible says that's what we're supposed to do. Bear one another one another's burdens. Yeah. Regulations. I said, you can keep that. And then I remembered, oh no, I yielded to the caregiving piece. That's right. I decided, I made the choice. Because caregivers, no matter what people tell you culturally, mentally, spiritually, you have a choice to quit, to give up, to be weak, and let it all go. Whoa, that's a little heavy. It is. So is being a caregiver. (laughs) So when you're weak, the first thing you have to do is acknowledge it. The second thing you have to do is give it to the Lord. And most of all, you have to say, hey, help Jesus. I need your strength. The strength of the Lord is way better than what you have any given day. So if you need that reminder, just go to Psalm 27. It's kind of old school. A lot of you sing it in songs, but hey, remember, it's in the Psalms. It's already a song. It was set to music. So next time you get a chance, look at it. Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Did you hear that? My L-I-F-E. I'm living because he's strong. I'm weak. Hey, I have weaknesses. You've been listening to Carrying the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on KPRZ 1210 AM. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.